Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Mujeron podcast. I am Sonia Saunders, your host and founder of Mujeron Movement. Today, I am going to be having another incredible interview with an incredible Latina who has a very touching and inspirational story. She is a daughter of immigrant parents, Mexican and Cuban. She's a Harvard graduate, bilingual educator, and now entrepreneur. Marcela Andres is the president and CEO of Design Ed Engagement. Please help me welcome Marcela. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Sonia, for having me here. I'm so excited to be here and uh, with all the Latinas out there in uh, the world, because I know you have this international reach. Thank like, you. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And we were talking a little bit off like recording here and just listening to your story. Such an inspirational story, such a way to bring a message that so many of us need going from poverty to prosperity. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your story? Yeah. And thank you for chatting with me a little bit. So I am the proud daughter of beautiful immigrant parents. Uh, my mother is from Atotonico Nieves, Zacatecas. Arriba Zacatecas! <laughs> for those who's listening from Zacatecas. <laughs> and uh, my father is from Havana, Cuba. Uh, so they don't say Arriba Cuba, but like, what's up, Cuba? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, my parents came here for two different reasons. Uh, my mother because of poverty, my father because of uh, political oppression. Um, and they came after the American dream, like many immigrants did. And I, um, there's just so many layers of that to share and, and how that shapes my identity. But, um, what I was sharing very personally with you, but happy to share with others. because I think in living our truth, it, 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 um, lifts up, you know, important things that we should be talking about. And so, um, my parents came here in the pursuit of the American dream, but shortly after um, my parents arrived and kind of settled in, my father left when I was five. And so my mother's American dream, I had a little bit of a setback um, and she became a single mother as an immigrant, navigating a system that obviously is not designed for her because she's an immigrant. And so um, we lived in poverty for several years. And um, as the daughter of immigrants, one who has English as a second language, um, you know, the labels that are play, placed on us at risk, um, minority, todas las cosas. Um, I am proud to say that um, my journey has been one from poverty to prosperity because it was through the things that I learned in poverty um, and going through that with a great community that um, I have reached different um, summits of 
prosperity and two of which you mentioned, right? Like one, uh, I am a proud graduate of Harvard Graduate School of Education, which I recognize is a privilege and very few um, of our community um, both has access to it and graduates, which hopefully will change that as the, the time goes by. But then also um, I'm a Latina CEO, which there's also very few of us out here. And mm-hmm. I say with a lot of pride that it was some of the things that I learned in poverty that prepared me for where I'm at in prosperity. So just to be really clear and kind of drive that home, like my, the summits of where I'm at right now aren't a result of my pedigree. They're a result of, you know, my identity of what shaped me of my my journey. So that's high level. (laughs) Yeah, that's so deep, right? And just like, I I feel like a lot of times our obstacles become our wins and they just become what really pushes through to step into our power. Could you tell us a little bit more about like how those experiences really shaped who you are now? Yes. Um, I, you know, I, I will say with, start with family, right? Like, um, when I look back to my journey, um, even though my mom had to work a tremendous amount because we were in poverty, no había día that my mother didn't have my back. And she explicitly told me, and I will never forget this moment when I was in fourth grade, I came home frustrated because, you know, uh, math had become um, more difficult. It went from like word problems, it went from numerical problems to word problems. And I'm like, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, whatever. And um, in a moment of desperation, um, I'm like, I I'll never do anything. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm not anything. And my mom was like, Mija, I'm going to break my back um, to make sure that you get an education. And that's just been true throughout my entire life. She's always just been in my corner as has been my family and my community and people that I even call my friends and colleagues now in the spaces. And so that's one thing I would definitely point to is just having the people that love you to support you and encourage you to reach your dreams um, as, as like kind of cornerstone uh, to that. Yeah. I think um, a lot of times being children of immigrants, there's like that responsibility of having to make better opportunities for ourselves because we know that our parents sacrifice so much. Is that something that you think really sat with you, especially like achieving something like going to such a prestigious school? Was that something that you always thought about, like your parents' American dream and how far you were able to achieve education? Yeah, I mean, definitely there's a weight of, um, I think, responsibility, right? Like if my parents came here for the American dream, if they made so many sacrifices along their journey, both, you know, physically getting here, but also when they came here to assimilate and to, um, to become part of this country, like there's a responsibility of, I owe it back to my parents to give, um, give them something to show, like, I honored what you did. And I always had this like idea, like I need to achieve this. I need to achieve this. The, some of the high achievements that I've made, but I have to tell you in sitting down and having coffee with my mom and the moments that we have together, the only thing that she cares about is that I'm happy, right? She, she's like, no me importa nada, 
espero que tú estés feliz. And then second to that, she always tells me, and it doesn't matter how far you go in life, Marcela, if you're not looking back to bring the people that came or they're coming at, um, behind you up with you. And so I think there's this like very powerful element of, yes, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I want to honor my parents by achieving all this. But, you know, I imagine a lot of parents share that sentiment, like they want our happiness, but they also don't want us to forget where we come from. That's so beautiful. Like being able to know that there, there's, after everything that they've done, there's like still that beautiful sentiment of like, I just want you to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of go into your business and what you do there and how you support Latinos through that. And how did you get to the point of creating that space? Yeah, it's a journey for sure. Um, I never intended to go into education and um, it's been a process. And I think it's the journey that we're probably all on um, to define who we are and what is our purpose. And, you know, um, growing up in poverty, I really had this like mentality. I don't want to be poor because it it is tough. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it, even though there was a lot of lessons learned, like nobody wants to be poor and not, I certainly didn't want to be poor. Um, and I'm sure people who are in poverty right now don't want to be poor. Um, but to to that, I would say like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do finance. I'm going to make a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the way my life worked out. Obviously I'm here. I'm the president CEO of design engagement. And my company is an education consulting firm focused on supporting leaders to co-create solutions with families and educators to become stronger partners in the education of their children. And the creation of design engagement came from my lived experience, right? When I, um, and this is a much longer story, so I won't get too, too into it, but Um, after working in finance and in insurance for uh, a number of years, um, I was continuing to grow in my career and uh, gaining financial uh, wealth, if you will, and, and happy about that, but I wasn't really happy. And for family reasons, I moved to my mother's home country and I lived in Mexico for three years. As um, And as I was there, I was a classroom teacher. I taught third and fourth grade. And it was then that I started to make the pivot to education. And specifically when I saw and I felt and I experienced the power of what an educator can do both in front of a child to incite uh, learning and curiosity and like um, develop, support the development of critical thinking, I was just really excited. And I was further excited and probably even more excited when I had conversations with parents and I I learned how much they cared about um, their kids, which again, I never intended to go into education. So I was like, oh, all this, all this, you know, talk about families don't love their children when they don't show up or when they show up, you know, that's just, that's just hearsay, like families love their children. And so why is there this crazy conversation? So I, you know, thought for a while that, um, I would go back into um, to insurance and into finance. But when I moved back from Mexico, I had an opportunity to either open up an insurance agency and use my you know, years of experience in the field with my degree in finance or um, an opportunity presented itself for me to help open schools. 
And I struggled with that conversation a lot and that opportunity because numerically it didn't make sense. One of them offered me a really lucrative, you know, career path um, and financial compensation. And then the other one offered me to get into a a space that I didn't know much about other than the experience that I had just done um, with being a third and fourth grade teacher. But it was through prayer and it was through um, also talking to my mom that it just became clear that education was my path. And um, I've been on that journey a little over, gosh, 10, 12 years now, 2012, since 10, 2010. And uh, to, oh my gosh, 2008, maybe, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, and I don't regret it. Like I, I get to work with educators and families and communities across the country And what excites me about working with them is that idea that we are reimagining the family engagement model. Uh, We're not looking to replicate the systems that are currently in our schools, um, but rather it's like we're equal partners. Let's have a conversation about how we can partner with one another. And in particular in the Latino community, um, I think right now, what I'm particularly excited about is making sure that as we go through this process, we are being very thoughtful around creating um, a kind of participatory model to hear from our families. And we do it in English and we do it in Spanish so that we can give um, equal access and not just surveys. We're very intentional about um, one-on-one interviews as well as what we call strategy labs to hear from diverse voices that have typically not been on the table to co-create these solutions for uh, a new model. Wow. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. I just think back to like when I was in school and like realizing that our parents sometimes are not too involved. And it's not, like you said, it's not because they don't want to, it's because maybe they don't know what are some of the things that we can do in order to be more involved and in order to have a more impactful relationship and just being connected with our children through their educational careers. Definitely. I think part of it's definitely us um, acknowledging that even though the traditional model says that we're not involved, right? When we're not showing up to the school, where we're not volunteering, where we're not serving on the PTA, when we're not going to family nights, when we're not doing all the things that the book says, this is family engagement or this is family involvement, um, we have to push back and say, well, even if I can't make that, the fact that I can talk to my daughter or my son or, or you know, my, my person is... Uh, and support their dreams and listen to them, that's engagement. And the consejos that I'm giving at my at my dinner table to my child, that's engagement. So um, being able to have a shift in mindset in ourselves to break, the, break those mental models that the society is telling us um, our engagements, right? So I, think it, I think it starts with that. So being able to celebrate some of the culturally rich um, engagement methods that we do have, right? Um, and saying that is my engagement that in, and knowing that that's enough and that that's what we can offer at that moment to our kids. Um, from that, I also think that, um, you know, the power between, a, a, a parent or a guardian or a family member and their child is so beautiful and so incredible. And, being able to have conversations around what you dream about and what you're hoping to achieve um, 
in the future and, and especially, you know, the parent or family figure, you know, speaking to, uh, to their child about that is, it, it is so strong. And so continuing to have those conversations. And then when you listen to what it is that they want, utilizing your, the capital around you, right. And it doesn't necessarily mean money. It means the people around you that can support you and your child or your children to, to achieve that dream or to take the next step in that dream. Um, so an example, when I was telling you, like, I didn't know how to speak English. What my mom did in that moment is she knocked, um, next door to my, to, to our neighbor. And she was like, Graciela, Graciela, Marcela, she doesn't know how to like, um, you know, doing English word problems. And she freaked her out completely. But Graciela comes over with, you know, her 12th grade, I think English, which was, um, was a treasure in our community, because we didn't have a lot of English speaking individuals. And my mom leveraged her, um, her language asset for my benefit. Um, and I think we have that in our communities. And so, again, listening to the hopes and dreams of our children, and then figuring out, the resources that are around you to help them with those dreams is really important. So powerful. Like this, this, I feel like we're so used to hearing, you know, be involved in, in with, with the teacher, have the conversations, but there's so much power in just acknowledging that sometimes the conversations we're having, even at the dinner table are so powerful and are going to shape our children's lives that, yeah we're so hard on ourselves. Right. And I think it comes from like, just generationally, like we see our parents do so much that sometimes we want to do more as well. But I think getting to a point where you know that you are having those conversations and you're, like you said, using your assets around you, people that can, can influence your children as well. That's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I wanted to ask you one, one last question. If you could give advice to anyone that is building something that is very fulfilling and maybe they don't have a, maybe it's an opportunity where if they go another route, they have a better compensations like you did. What would you tell them? Oh, that one's just, yeah, all of it, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say that tenemos una vida, right? We have one life to live. We all were created for a purpose and we are living at this time for a reason. And so if you have something in your heart um, because you've lived something or you've experienced something and you're like, I want to do this. And it doesn't seem lucrative on the financial front, but it seems fulfilling. I would say to honor your purpose and honor your walk, right? Even though, um, <clears throat> excuse me, venture capital or traditional bank um, investments don't um, pay for like social impact um, entrepreneurs, if you will, Um you still find a way. And, you know, the field I hope is moving in that direction to figure out how to not worry so much about the return on investment and fund uh, Latinas, Latinos, and more folk of color to, to give back to our community. But even if, even if you don't get that, that funding, figure out a way, 
And uh, I'll leave uh, with this, you know, that thought with the story. My cousin, um, she, <laughs> we were just actually reminiscing about this over the weekend. Um, she had come up with this great idea and she's like, I, I, I need, I need $10,000 because I need to IP this idea. And she was, I was, she was like, how do we get $10,000? I was like, I don't know, girl. We were young. We didn't have our, you know, our careers like fully fleshed out at that point. And she was like, prima, let's make tamales to raise that money and she had <laughs> tamales the whole freaking weekend and you know what it was so delicious and it was so powerful because that you know really cemented and crystallized this point that I'm telling you find a way get your girls get your primas get your tias get whoever you need to to help you make tamales to make your dream come true and if it's not tamales it's um pupusas it's you know whatever you need to do to make it happen that's it wow I love this I love it so much. And I feel like it goes beyond like whether it's investing in yourself, investing in your dream, investing in just getting started, finding a way, right? That's so powerful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I love the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for stepping into your power and really going after that purpose, because I know you're impacting so many lives, so many families. Where can we find out more about the resources um, and even just following you on social media? Thanks, Sonia. So happy to be here with you all. Um, I am on all the social media platforms except TikTok, but that's hopefully changing soon. And so if you go on to LinkedIn, to YouTube, to Instagram, to Twitter, uh, you can find me and or designed engagement. Um, and so I, I would say if you wanted to get a good feel, go to YouTube first because it tells you uh, we have our company video there. It tells you a little bit more. And um, yeah, we're on the on the media. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you again for everything. I am wishing you the best and we'll definitely link all of the things on the show notes so that you guys can support and follow as well. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for this conversation and just having this space. Thank you, Sonia. I really appreciate you. Mujerones, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next time. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.